0: We believe that everyone has the power to make an impact through raising capital and helping people achieve financial freedom through real estate. We invite you to join the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight Facebook group so we can amplify our impact together. We know you're going to love this episode. And hey, be sure to stick around to the end of the show because we're going to reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing real estate podcasts on the planet. Ready? Let's go.
1: Hello, friends. Your host, Rye Russell, here for another episode of Real Estate Syndication Spotlight, brought to you by our best friends at Good Egg Investments. And we're always looking to meet the greatest entrepreneurs in the real estate space. And our next guest is no exception. And I'm really excited to bring Trevor West to the spotlight because I can't wait to hear. He's got an amazing team. He's working on some amazing projects. So Trevor, the spotlight is on you, brother. Good to see you.
2: Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for the wonderful introduction. Uh, I'm definitely excited to be here. You know, everything about what you guys, you know, what your mission is, uh, I'm for it. So definitely grateful.
1: Wow. So are we, Trevor, and I'm really excited. One question that I always ask people before we jump in to the exciting real estate stuff that, of course, everybody is tuning in to, to learn about. I'm always curious, how do people find their way into this space because I feel like, you know, young gentlemen like myself, you know, we go to university and we tend to play by the rules and and we try to figure things out. And then sometimes like the rules are just meant to be broken and we find some different things that to either drive and fuel our passions or just we learn something. And when we're so excited about it, that, that we want to put into practice. So Trevor, I'd love to know, did you study this in university? Did you plan to be in real estate? Was this your first choice?
2: Absolutely not. Um, You know, you you said it best. They don't teach us us this stuff in formal education. Um, I think, you know, personally, I think that this comes from, you know, breaking of the mold or altering the status quo because they don't teach us this stuff. They don't teach us how to maximize our lives in other ways outside of go to school, get a job, you know, save for retirement and then start enjoying your life when you're 65, 70 years old.
1: I'm trying to enjoy it now.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, they talk about, you know, life should be about taking many short retirements, you know, work and grind and build something that you love, and then take some time and go enjoy it with, with people that you choose, people that you enjoy in places that you, you know, could only imagine seeing.
1: So what were you studying? What was your original game plan?
2: Um, so my original game plan was to do 20 years in the air force. Um, I was, uh, in the air force for eight years. I actually just got out of the air force about six or seven months ago. Um, you know, and, and my idea of success was, you know, retiring at 39 years old, do your 20 years and go. And that's you know exactly what my parents told me, Hey, m- work for your pension. Are you sure you want to get out? Are you sure this is really what you want to do? Because, you know, it's really safe in the air force. Nothing wrong with that, but it's just the way that everyone's been taught. It's the way that everyone teaches us. And, you know, it was, it was something that I kind of stumbled upon with, you know, a, a pretty severe mindset shift in terms of what do I actually want to do with my life? Do I want to give 20 years of my life to the Air Force? Although I had an amazing time in the Air Force, it really was truly an incredible experience. I would not be the individual that I am today without the the experiences and lessons learned. Um, but there's so much more out there than you know trading time for money and you know not necessarily exploring what other avenues life could potentially offer you and what other opportunities that you might be able to grasp had you taken some different routes.
1: I love that because we, we. You're right. I think a lot of us are taught by our parents, and you know, a lot of our grandparents may have had pensions, you know, from from the companies that they worked for, or you know, if any of our your yours or anybody's families, you know, work in you know the state or for the federal government. Like people are always talking about, like, just get that pension, just do what you need to do, get the pension, and then life will be easier. And I'm like you, Trevor, I'm thinking like, so you want me to be miserable for 30 years? And then like, I get to be happy when like, I've, I might not be at the most physical, not that I'm in any physical peak shape, but like, you know, at 50, 60 years old, like that's not when I want to start living my life. I want to be living the entire time. So first of all, I want to thank you for your service and really appreciate that. And I also want to thank you for sharing that with us today, because I think so many of us can sometimes feel stuck. You know, we've picked a safe road. We've invested in that road. You invested eight years. And it's like, nah, like Trevor's going to take control of this and and we're going to figure out what's going to make us happy and and move on. So I'd love to hear what you've been doing since you made that decision. And I'd love to hear about the mindset shift, because I think that's something that we all need to go through at some point. And so I'd love to just kind of hear like, what were those clicks that like Trevor is like, oh, okay, I know I'm going in the right direction now.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So just kind of quick backstory, um, you know, during my last year or so in the air force, I was on the rugby team. um, And at the time I was living with three really good friends of mine, you know, boys will be boys. We were just hanging out, living for the weekend, you know, what have you. Um, But during one rugby match, I actually ended up getting my leg snapped (laughs) by a very large individual Um, So that kind of put me down for a little bit. And at the time, my roommates had all either deployed or were on extended trips with the military. So I was forced to be alone with my thoughts, which as a very extroverted person, wasn't something that I really found to be important. So, um, you know, being forced to do so, it really got me thinking, hey, where do I want my life to ultimately lead me? Um, so of course going with the notion of this is what I've been taught. I went and I was started pursuing my degree. I was like, I got to get my degree done because that's what success was taught to me. That's what it meant. Um, so I went and tried to like knock out the hardest part, went and took a math class, ultimately hated it. Um, never ended up passing or even taking the final exam. Cause I just, I knew that wasn't for me. So then I started, what's the next, what's the next step? financial independence, financial intelligence, something that I hadn't live in paycheck to paycheck, hadn't ever explored. So I started reading books on just how to build up my financial IQ. And then I read a book called Rich Dad Poor Dad, which for many people in the real estate business, um, they, they understand that this book has, you know, very, very powerful insights in it. Now, ultimately like real estate. Real estate is something I can create for myself with my own two hands. I don't need a boss. I don't need anybody else. Um, to put in the work. You know, no one can come to me and say, hey, you're not doing the right things because what I'm doing, I'm immediately seeing the results by educating myself and then, of course, taking action. Um, so from that point, Uh, I started learning and found my niche, which was multifamily. I wanted to buy small multifamily properties with a VA loan really helped me out because I could buy up to four units with putting 0% down. Purchased my first property and that just opened my eyes. One property can change your life. I'm like, wow, look at the opportunity. And with three units, wow, like imagine times that by 10, times that by 20, 30. Now you're really compounding. Now you're really maximizing the economies of scale, which... Ultimately brought me to where I am now, Um, but you know those were just some of the key insights and key things that I went through in terms of hey, this is what this is something that's really really powerful for me. Um, And and real estate was the ticket. And now um, I'm a realtor. Um, I I work primarily with investors, employing a number of different strategies from flips to you know fix and flip rentals to multifamily to commercial, um, which of course, increases my education, um, but gives me a real opportunity to take the the role of an investment advisor really, really seriously, because I know real estate and the Im- impact that it had on me in the mindset that I went into it with. And now I can put that um, and, you know, implore clients, implore new investors or experienced investors to take the same path that I did.
1: That's incredible. And I think so many of us feel that way, that like, it's almost like once the shackles are off and you've you've seen it, because it's one thing, right? We all hear, you know, the big real estate investors, there's more millionaires in real estate. And it's like, that's great, but how do you get there? You know, so it's what I tell everybody, like, the difference between, you know, if you want to make a $15 million syndication deal, like make a hundred thousand, you know, start because once you learn the behaviors that gets the ball rolling, that builds trust, that you understand how to do the homework, it just, it starts flowing. And so I would, was the, was the four unit, was that your first property?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was a um, a three unit property. Um, my very first one. And, you know, I learned a ton of lessons from that one.
1: So when I was thinking, like, I think a lot of us, right, it's like duplex, like multifamily, it makes sense, you know, but for me, right, like, I am I was kind of scared. So my first property was was just a duplex, you know, one that I could live in, make some adjustments here and there, and then eventually flip it. Where did you like, you just, you took it on. You're like, I'm gonna do three units. Like, was that intimidating? Was it was it just like, once you made that decision, this is what you're gonna do?
2: Well, it was it was the latter. Like one of the things that of course, like we read it all the time in, you know, the education pieces, we hear it in the podcast. Get educated first, know what you're doing and take action. Um, and you know, you can't, you can only listen to so many podcasts. You can only read so many articles. You can only read so many books. So at that point I was like, Hey, this is, I, I have all the information to be extremely dangerous. Now, all I have to do is apply it. So I went out and applied it. I mean, it it wasn't as scary because I had done the research. I had run the numbers on the hundreds of deals. I had talked to my broker. I had talked to contractors. I've gone and seen more properties than my realtor ever wanted to see with me and my contractor ever wanted to see with me, but I needed that. And all those steps along the way got me really comfortable with, hey, this deal works. The numbers work. Um, It's structurally sound. It's in a decent location. It brings in enough income. Let's take this down. Um, you know, whether whether I break even or I make money, I learned some really, really valuable lessons because I know this is not going to be the end all be all. I'm going to continue to compound, um, add properties to my portfolio and who knows where I'll be 10 years from now.
1: Absolutely. Well, I know we're going to find out because we're going to follow your journey. And so everybody tuning in is going to follow that too. And I think that's one of the greatest things about, first of all, podcasting and being able to network with other individuals is we're building our tribe. And that's one of the first things I tell people when they're getting into real estate syndication, find your friends. Like find your mentors, find your peers, find your teammates. And you might run through a few of them, uh, but like, cause you're just, and it has nothing to do with somebody's good or bad. It's just the right fit. You know, is that the right fit for the team? And so I'd love to learn about your team because I saw, you know, these three just incredible individuals, all like young, ready, fired up. And so I'd love to learn, like, how did you find your team?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Teams are incredibly powerful people in general. Um, Once you learn how to be independent, then comes interdependence, you know, maximizing your skills with other people's skills. My downfalls with other people's, you know, where we can complement each other. Um, So, you know, kind of funny story I you know as I told earlier in this in this podcast you know I had my, my mindset shift I realized real estate was it I'm telling everybody I'm telling my mom I'm telling my friends I'm telling people at the grocery store I'm a real estate investor um, so of course that starts to travel throughout the wickets of work. My part my now partner Skyler Johnson um, he was in Africa on a deployment. Um, and so all the way around the world, he calls me one day and he says, Hey man, I heard you're getting into real estate investing. I was like, uh, yeah. He's like, Oh, me too. So I was like, done. Um, I mean, I knew he was a very, very intelligent individual, very good with numbers, very good with finances. So we decided, Hey, let's go ahead and, um, let's go ahead and kick this thing off. Um, so we just started learning together. We started putting together business plans on where we wanted our business to go. Um, and then in came his his girlfriend at the time, now wife, um, Olivia, who's a biomedical engineer by trade. Um, you know, those two brains combined is just like it only makes sense. They hate talking to people in person and like building, you know, relationships, all those things. But I love the upfront. I love the, you know, how can we all move forward together and and kind of culmination of everything. So our skill sets really, really complemented each other. And it only made sense. So one of the first things that we did was we sat down and said, hey, where do we want our real estate business to take us? What are our goals? Um, So first aligning our goals uh, together made sure that we were traveling in the right direction. And of course, you know, you just it's like um, it's like bowling down an alley with the bumpers up. You know, you kind of go from side to side just to get the alignment right. But eventually you're going to knock down some pins. Um, so that's kind of where we we took it. And we really wanted to learn about each other um, to make sure that it was good fit for the long term. Um, so that's that's kind of where we're at now.
1: I love that analogy about the bumpers because you're right. Like we all have our skill sets. And if like you and I were, you know, like if we were on the same team, and it was just the two of us. We might not make the most successful syndication team. We might be able to generate the most amount of money, but like we need those those analysis. We need the analytics. We need the formulators in the background. And, and don't get me wrong, it's something that you know I can do and I can play with. But you definitely want the finance crew on that stuff. You want them vetting that stuff. Absolutely. You know, it's just, it's so I love that you give that example of, of the bumpers. Cause it's true. Like, I'm just thinking like, you know, you have, you have four salespeople and nobody else on your team. That ball's just going to go right in the gutter, but you have, you know, five people that can analyze and not speak with contractors or, or even tenants well, then you're going to go in the other gutter. And so, you know, having those bumper that's such a cool analogy. I'm going to give you credit for that from <laughs> now on, but I'm going to use that. Like, that is phenomenal. So Trevor, Perfect. you know, while, you know, you're, you're building, you've, you've built your team, you've learned, you've changed your mindset. Like, what's next? Like, when you're looking at, like, you know, the best multifamily deals, you know, what what are the types of things that, like, you really take into consideration before even kind of moving into the next phase of vetting?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, me, Scott and Olivia, we we got our start just buying small multifamily properties. Once we partnered up, I already had a couple of deals under my belt. We crushed um, a f- about three deals together and then we said, what's the next step? Which is, of course, multifamily syndication. Um, so we went through many, many iterations, again, taking that same analogy, going from side to side, but eventually knocking down some pins, um, just taking, you know, different people's strategies, what they're employing, how they've made it work, and what really made sense. Of course, setting that long-term goal. So where we're at now, the the right deal for us is something that we're able to buy below market value, something we don't want to pay more than 75 cents on the dollar. Um, So we're definitely targeting markets that are outside of your, your metropolitan area, something that is going to be able to provide, you know, that that discounted rate um, and getting in contact with sellers that might be a little more motivated or just done dealing with the property. And by doing that, we, we create a cushion, right? Because our whole thing is longevity. And our whole thing is, you know, we're not, we haven't been doing this for 10 years. So we need to be able to make sure that we make room for error, which is inevitably going to happen, right? So buying at 75 cents on the dollar, we take into account, um, you know, the Property not appraising for what it, we would it would we thought it appraised for, or the rents not being able to match what we what we had analyzed, um, and of course any type of economic downturn. So right now we're looking for you know twenty to sixty units, no more than seventy five cents on the dollar, um, and by doing that we're able to provide our our um, investors with you know specific return.
1: That's amazing. That's so cool to hear, Trevor. So, you know, when when I've talked to just these amazing minds, right, and there's a different process, like everybody's looking for a different type of deal. You know, some people like big, you know, industrial, you know, real estate projects and other people like single family flips. I want to buy a house. I want to flip it in six months and, and, and call it a day. Did you have like an idea before the team was built that this was the direction or was it just kind of like you had vetted clearly a lot of deals. Like this wasn't, this is something I want to repeat to people because I think whenever you're reading books, whenever you're watching podcasts, like it's easy to get fired up and then you just want to do something. And I've seen so many people that just call a real estate agent, find me a property. This is what I'm going to do. Like that's scary. So how many deals do you think you vet before you actually pick one?
2: Oh, we vet many different properties, even if it's not a property that we're actually pursuing. And that's kind of a skill that I had gathered before I had purchased my first one, is I'm vetting all these different properties. Whether I thought it would work for my numbers or not, I got really good at understanding what a good deal was and what it wasn't, um, which was I mean, it just pays dividends because now moving forward, I can say yes to a deal pretty quickly and I can say no to a deal pretty quickly. And you say no a lot more times um, than you say yes. But by being able to know what those numbers look like, then it sets it up. It sets that property up to fit into our already pre-existing goals. Because when I think about where we're going, I don't ever want to have to sell any units ever. Um, because it's generational wealth. When you first get into real estate investing, you hear that buzzword all the time, generational wealth. And that's truly what I want this business to take for not only myself, but my sphere of influence for our investors. So the kind of way that we set up our deals is, you know, we buy in that 75 cents on the dollar. Uh, we, we give a preferred return. Um, but we we look to refinance between 12 and 36 months. And what that does is gives the investors back their money. They're paid out and they get a small piece of equity in that property and that they keep for the lifetime that we own that property. But their money's been recycled and we can go off and get that, get their money to use should they choose in the next deal that we have in the pipeline. And That's by doing fantastic. That, yeah. Great. And just by doing that a few different times, you know, say you've done it over 10 years because I'm going to be in this business for more than 10 years um, and you have a piece of equity in each of those deals. Um, I I think that that's something that's incredibly powerful because when I think about what I want my business to do is, of course, create that generational wealth for myself, being able to maximize the life that I'm living. But the people that I am surrounded by, the people that have believed in me and trusted in me with with their investments, um, I, I think is I, I just want to take them to the most successful level as possible.
1: That's fantastic because where we we've got to look out for our investors or else or else we won't be in the business that long. So you know I I love that and I can tell you Trevor you've got the right mindset. You're gonna be here. You're gonna be in this industry for a lot more than ten years. So I'm really excited to continue to follow your journey and I know all of our friends tuning in are as well. And so Trevor, what is the best way for us to stay connected with you and to follow your journey and to reach out if we're interested in connecting and and potentially working together because that's why we're putting the spotlight on
2: you absolutely so on facebook you can find me at trevor brand b-r-a-n on instagram i'm at better trevor and my website is hiveci.com that's h-y-v-e-c-i.com
1: awesome well trevor i'm really excited that you are able to join me today and i'm really excited to talk again in the future
2: yeah. Thank you so much. Again, very, very grateful to be on the spotlight today. And I look forward to being on the show again in the future.
1: Absolutely. Definitely. And to all of you, We're so grateful that you tuned in to another episode of Real Estate Syndication Spotlight by Good Egg Investments. And I'm always so honored to have the chance to speak with these amazing guests and to share them with all of you. So head over, connect with Trevor, connect with us here at Good Egg Investments, and we'll see you in the next Spotlight.
0: Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight. If you are a real estate investor or syndicator who would like to be on this podcast, please visit syndicationspotlight.com and please also join the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight Facebook group so we can connect with you and learn more about you.